The following message is from Grace on the Ashley Baptist Church, located in Charleston, South Carolina. For more information about Grace on the Ashley, visit graceontheashley.org. All right, so let's uh, let's take a look at our verse that we were going to look at tonight, and we're going to use that as the foundation to work through this study on, and it was 2 Timothy 2, 2.15. Uh, would anyone like to read that out loud to put this in context for us? It's volunteering. All right, I guess it's... Oh, okay, go. I'll go for it. You're fine. <laughs> Got it. And which, uh, which translation are you? Okay. <laughs> NIV, okay. Uh, we got an ESV out there? I got an HCSB. Oh, it's, yeah, that's probably NASB. So, yeah, uh, Second Timothy, uh, I was just kind of getting, wanting to hear some different translations of it. Sure. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> got it and out of the book it's be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed accurately handling the word of truth so that's uh, it's good, good words to meditate on uh, for us as we work through this on how to know the Bible so a few things that kind of wanted us uh, the few takeaways for us this evening is is obviously to motivate ourselves, or if you're continuing, if you are studying, to strengthen, you know, those areas you might be struggling with on your study, and to strengthen your your study skills, and then also in reading the Bible and studying the Bible. And so those are our goals tonight: is just kind of fine tune those skills, or maybe to motivate us to to read more regularly. And I know I struggle with that on occasion. I'll hit dry spells where it's. Um, I, I'd miss studying God's word, and, it, and, I, and it's very noticeable in my life when I miss that. So, all right, let's uh, let's uh, say prayer real quick. Is there any prayer requests out there before we before we go to go to the Lord in prayer? I just want to give anyone a chance who has a prayer request that would like to mention that we can pray about together as a church. So, any, any prayer requests? Anything on anything going on? Yes. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Zoom option. Yeah, uh, it might be broadcast, but uh, yeah, best if you can be here for sure. And then, of course. And of course, uh, obviously, the most uh, pressing, uh, we have the election coming up, uh, so that's definitely going to bear out the course for the next four years. <laughs> all right. But absolutely, yes, uh, church meeting, and all right, I'll, I'll, take us to, I'll take us to the Lord in prayer if you join me. Uh, Father God, thank you again for this opportunity to meet here this evening on a Wednesday to study your word, uh, to meditate on your word, to know what it truly means to study and read your word. 
uh, we just thank you once again for the body of Christ that's here. We also pray for those who may not have been able to make it this evening. We pray they're safe. We pray that whatever work they're doing, they're continuing to do it for the for your glory. Uh, we just pray for the upcoming election that is before us. We just uh, we also lift up Josh, whose who's, uh, job is right now is very uh, under high scrutiny. And we just pray for him and, and his team as they manage the ups and downs of all that has been thrown at him so far and then what was continually facing them as they prepare for the final day election on November 3rd. And we also pray for our upcoming family meeting as a church where we will discuss many topics. We pray for our leaders within the church, uh, to especially Pastor Greg and our elders as they, as they present these topics to the church body and also for the budget. And we just pray that uh, should discussion come up, it will be honoring and encouraging and edifying to you, Father. We just also lift up the budget as this, uh, we want to be good stewards of the money that we have that have been given to us and as we continue to manage the ministry here here at Grace on the Ashley. We just thank you for that, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so let's dive in. So the five compelling reasons for knowing God's word. One is growth. One is defeat, uh, defeating sin, preparing for service, and to be blessed and also to help others. I really like how the last one is just a reminder for us is how we reach out into our communities because that's what God's word prepares us to do. And we, we see that a lot in scripture that reminds us we are looking for ways to love our neighbor because we're reminded to, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And it's, it's a pretty strong command. And we're also called to love ourselves as we also love, as the same way as we love ourselves, we should also be loving our wives. And uh, I did see a pretty good, um, I think it was a cartoon form but it, it showed a, uh, I think it was Spurgeon, you know, and it's him, it was him saying, like, I love my wife because she is my closest neighbor. So that's a good example. It's a good place for us to start and practice some of the things that we can refine within the home that we can carry out to our communities, especially our, our nearest neighbors. And then also we want to review our process of how we study the Bible. Um, we want to make sure we're studying the Bible accurately, correctly. Have you heard of the word hermeneutics? Have you heard that term before? So yes, this, uh, that term comes up in, this, in our study, so just kind of earmark that word. Um, and then also review the practical reasons to study the Bible, and then also taking those practical reasons and applying them to the exercise of studying God's Word and reading His Word. So it's good to, to have a balance on that as well. Uh, some, so, some common questions that come up on how and why should we know the Bible is how should I study the Bible instead of just simply reading it? Because I know I mentioned last week, it's good to read the Bible as, as a book, just not look, look at it as, as, um, as a challenging, you know, like, I mean, granted, there is challenging parts within Scripture, but it's also uh, read it like a book because <laughs> it's God's word and it's been given to us in that manner. But there's also ways to read it and also study it like grab a hold of the words like uh, like you saw in your homework it gave you a verse and you d just grabbed each word and um, pulled each word apart and then dissected it and then how did it relate to the words that were that it was with so that was uh, one of those examples and then another one is why is the bible something hard to understand even for christians so those uh those are two questions we'll wrestle with tonight and i hope to leave leave you all here equipped to answer those questions uh on a moment's notice uh, I do like the last question because there are times, yes, that the Bible is hard to understand. Uh, my children ask me questions sometimes, and they're like, why is this in the Bible? And what about that? And what about this? Like, but all right, I'll do my best, and let's sit down and look at it together. So that's just an encouragement there. 
All right, so we did, we did look at the, the verse uh, just briefly. Um, so I want to I look at it more closely. Now, what, when, when we look at this verse, it says to be diligent, and it talks about diligence and accurately handling the word of God. So what are those words? What, what are the definitions of those words? What does it mean to be diligent? Continuous, right? Any other action verbs? Steadfast. Steadfast, continually, yes. Any others you want to throw in on there? But yeah, absolutely. I, I think those, those words, and I'm sure we can think of more others, but yes, those, those are very accurate in, de, in defining what diligence means. What about accurately? How do we define accurately? Correctly. All right, absolutely. Anything else? Rightly, right, precision. Uh, when, when you're dealing with accuracy, is, uh, is, are we in a rush when we're trying to deal with anything accurately? Or are we, we kind of slow down a little bit, right? Want to make sure this is, this is where it needs to be. Um, I know Greg probably tells newcomers to the job of carpentry, measure twice, cut once, <laughs> three times. <laughs> but right, we want to be accurate. So uh, that, I was reminded when I was in the carpentry realm to always measure twice, cut once. Uh, so that's, this is a reminder there. All right, so as we mentioned earlier, um, so at the beginning of your study that we had, there were five ways to study God's word, right? Do you, uh, do you want to read the, does someone want to read those two out loud for us? It should be at the beginning, beginning of your lesson. Yep, first page. Oh, no, you can read the verse. Go for it. Oh, all right. Fair. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, so here the Bible says, so, so faith comes from hearing and by hearing the word of Christ. So that's Romans ten seventeen. Oh, you write this print is small. And then uh, read the Bible. We have Revelation 1, 3. Blessed is the one who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it. For the time is near. Study the Bible, Acts 17, 11. Now these were more noble-minded, excuse me. Now those were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Memorize the Bible. How can he, and this is from Psalm 119, 9 through 11. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all your heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commands. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. And then lastly, meditate on the Bible. Uh, be, be his delight in the law of... Ugh. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Thank you. So that's Psalm 1, 2 through 3. So those are the goals when it comes to our approach to, the, to why we want to know the Bible. We want to hear it. We want to read it. We want to study it. And lastly, we want to memorize and meditate. And those, those take a little bit more time, right, to be able to memorize and meditate. Those are not things that come quickly. We want to make sure we do those with accuracy. 
because uh, I know at times when I have been put on the spot, which usually is when it happens the most, is when you're put on the spot and you don't have your Bible with you, you don't, you're not able to readily quickly reach for your phone, and you and you want to have that scripture right there on your mind that you can propel, whether it's defending yourself against a sin or a temptation, um, and then or to giving an answer to someone who's asked a, a hard question, and and yet you know that. Since you've meditated on Scripture, you have that answer uh, from Scripture to help someone. So those are those are good reasons. So let's look at the first one. It says, "Why study the Bible?" So uh, we can look at uh, in section one of your study guide that, that you work through. Uh, why know the Bible? So we, we talked about the five reasons earlier at the beginning of the book, but let's uh, let's look at what you provided in section one. It says, "Why know the Bible?" So list five reasons for knowing God's Word. So. So we'll just kind of go right down the list. If you if y'all just want to list uh, list those out, just one person want to read those those five points out. Was this? yes, okay. Uh huh. Very good. Uh huh. Right. Absolutely. So um, so that was in section one, right, of your homework. Yeah, all right, very good. Uh, so some of the other answers that uh, using the scripture references there to be approved by God uh, to, to grow in salvation. And just to, yeah, to add on, I mean, those are good points that you mentioned as well. And uh, to not sin against God. And then Psalm 19, 119.38, produce reverence for God. And then the last one is a light to my path or guidance. So uh, if, you're, if you're checking your answers. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely, very good. All right, so so I so so let's kind of dig into the first one, and there's and there's some other things that we can look at. So we want to also prepare oneself for service, and this comes from First Peter three fifteen, and also First Timothy uh, four six. And the next one we can sanctify our lives, right? We want to pursue the study of God's word in our sanctification, right? This is this is a progress. This is a working of God's word in our life, and it sanctifies us. It draws us nearer to God because our ultimate goal is to be Christ-like, right? And then, have you heard when they're talking about how to detect a counterfeit? Well, what do you do? Do you study the counterfeit or do you study the real thing? The real thing, absolutely. Uh, so when my wife, uh, believe it or not, uh, before we moved here, she, was, uh, she worked as a teller in Mississippi uh, for, for Regions Bank. And part of her training as a teller, she had to know when money was fake. And so she would, she would there for a while, she would just study real, the real money. She'd just come home and just study it and just... And then, and then she could, excuse me, she could tell right away when she got a fake bill by touch. She could just boop, oh, like this is this doesn't feel right. Um, and it was just really interesting. But that, but that, that took time. That wasn't something that came to her quickly. But it was within, I think it was like, I think it took about four or five months for for she was just able by touch. And then we also went to the treasury. Um, I, I know, it's, uh, but they have treasuries located regionally within the within the states. If you get it. So if you ever stumble across one and you get an opportunity, take a tour of it. It's really neat. But this is pretty much where they bring money from all the banks and they process it. They clean it. Uh, they, you know, if there's damaged money, they, you know, they, they rotate that stuff out. And they usually just literally shred it. So we could, we bought like a bag of shredded money. And it's like, oh, it's worth like a million dollars. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> at least that's what the bag said. But anyway, the, but the point being is that for them to work there, they had to pass a test to where they had a short amount of time and they had 
uh, I think it was, it was like a you know a table full of 20s. Like I don't remember how many it was, but they had like so much time to find all the counterfeits in that pile, and they had to be 100% accurate, and they could not miss a single counterfeit. And so, so so yeah, so that definitely takes time. And it and the same thing that comes with God's word is we want to sanctify ourselves by studying God's word. And I know I know it can be sometimes it's uh, there's so much going on around us, especially in the Christian realm. Uh, there's so much discussion talk. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing uh, David David shirt over here, John 3:16. I've read you know, a couple commentaries on that. I mean, Max Lucado did a whole book on just that one verse, and it was I mean, it's a good good read. And then there's other individuals that are throwing and, and casting despair on that verse and trying to tear it apart and and you know try and pit Christian against Christian over what that verse means. So it's so, but we still want to focus on what what. God's word is, so we know truth from misdirection, from from a little twisting of God's word. We can say, okay, I don't think that's right. Let's talk about that more. It's good to address our Christian fellow, our fellow Christian brothers and sisters if they're a little in error. But we want to do that in love. We want to correct them in love. We want to go to them in gentleness and just kind of, hey, you know, let's let's take a closer look at this. I I want to see where you're coming from on this. So there's good approaches. Um, and then also next, it's, is it God's will that we dwell on the word and obey it? So God wants us to get to know him more. And, and I know Trey's going to flush this out next week when he talks about God's attributes and what dis, dis, uh, dis signifies God and who he is and what he is. And we're going to get into that more because uh, the more we study God's word, the more we see his attributes. Has anyone had a chance to pick up um, Tim Chalice's book, Visual theology but, uh tim chalice he, he did a book called visual theology and um, I, I think ben you too got you, you had one of those posters right and it said it had the characteristics of god and it's just a long list and it's all to one person it's just really neat uh if you want to, is it still hanging up in there yeah absolutely so if you want to get an opportunity to take a look at that poster it's just truly incredible to just to see the and i know tim chalice did the same thing where he talked about all the attributes of god but it's really neat because then he then he breaks each attribute down it's just it's just truly incredible and it's also encouraging to know that when when we accept the free gift of christ and the finished work that he did on the cross for us we become a part of that family of, of God and he adopts us into his family and we become his and he and no one can take us from his hand and, and that's and that's who's on our side when we're facing down some of the struggles in life so it's just what an encouragement and the next thing and last thing is why we should study the Bible is understanding scripture helps Christians know God more deeply right just as just as uh, I strive to know my wife more deeply I mean after 15 years there's still some things that she does I'm like oh okay that's that's kind of new, <laughs> but it's but it's still as part of the process, right? Of getting to know someone more deeply, and, and we kind of see older couples how how their their marriage is just so ripe with with wisdom and encouragement, and and but they they probably went through, through through some rough parts, but yet the the fruit of long understanding of learning who this person is just creates even a deeper love and bond. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you all have heard where some um, some couples when one couple when one of them passes away the other quickly follows because they're just they're so heartbroken by the loss of their of their partner or their wife or husband they just they some of them lose hope and i also heard about sometimes when pow's uh, sometimes passed away in in the concentration camps in vietnam when they were captured they just gave up the hope and the will to live and they just they stopped living they just just passed away so um 
That's just really interesting to me to consider that we, uh, we as humans can reach a point, but yet we also know that we are to, but in contrast to that, we want to study and understand God to the point to where we just, we can fully see his love, his justice, his adoration for us come through in scripture. And so, so yeah, that's just an encouragement for us there. Um, question for you. What do we mean when we describe the Bible as sufficient? What do we mean? So, so, so let's kind of do a quick. Uh, so, so, if, so if your neighbor comes up to you and says, you know, why should I be a Christian? Why should I read the Bible? Why should I study it? Why is the Bible sufficient? So, what, so how would we describe that to an unbelieving neighbor or an unbelieving coworker who asks us, why is the Bible sufficient for everything that's going on? kind of touched on it last week too remember uh the moral code i mean we we talked about the natural revelation and then special revelation um so yeah absolutely so god's word is the foundation for those for those revelations that we see and see around us and 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 see at work currently so yeah absolutely very good all right so the next portion we're in uh, so any other questions on section one before we move over to section two just want to give anyone the opportunity to ask questions if they have any. Okay. All right. Let's jump into section two. So section two is how to know the Bible. So we, so we started that at the beginning. Uh, we want to hear it, read it, study it, memorize it, and meditate on it. So what do those things mean? So let's kind of take a little bit of time. Let's kind of dive into those and look at those more closely. So we want to take time to definitely ensure that we're at a Bible preaching ter- church, correct? I mean, that's how we hear God's word preached, because we want to hear it preached, you know, boldly, effectively, and, and clearly. And so we come to a Bible-believing church, and that's why we, we're here at Grace on Ashley. We, we, we get God's word preached to us, and we hear it on Sunday, and we get the opportunity to do it again on Wednesday. Our children get to hear about it, sing about it on Wednesday. So this is good opportunities for us, and I think it's, um, I think it's wise for us as Christians to continue to find more ways to bring uh bring each other on bring bring each other along with ourselves i mean um i i've 
had a great opportunity to sit down with Josh. Unfortunately, uh, him and I have gotten busy in the last few weeks, so we haven't had an opportunity to sit down. But we've we've taken a book and we've sat down with it. We've we've discussed it. You know, we read it and then we come together and we discuss it. That's been real real encouragement. So if you have those opportunities, take, jump at them, go at them. Um, good opportunities there to hear it because it's good to encourage one another verbally to sit down and discuss God's word. And that's the beauty of it. We we can sit down and just talk about it. We can come together and talk about God's word. So it's just it's a good opportunity for that there. And absolutely uh, we also want to make sure that we're we're not, you know, just pulling in man's opinions because we know man's opinions are everywhere, correct? I mean I mean we can we got many social media accounts where we can draw on everyone's opinion uh, or we can go to news agencies, new outlet, outlets, we've got TV, radio, you name it. I mean, I mean, darn, you can get a podcast on any topic now and you can listen to someone talk about <laughs> whatever it is they want to they share with you. So, so we want to make sure we're filtering and taking in good, um, good opinions on scripture. And then, and then also, you know, it's good to know the culture around us, but we don't got to need to be a part of the culture. I'm sure you heard the reference before, before we're like a boat in water. So the water is the world. We're that boat. We're definitely in the water. The water's not in the boat. So if you bring water in the boat, that's a bad thing, right? So if you bring too much of the world into your boat, you end up sinking into the world. So we, we want to be that boat afloat on the world. We're, we're, on, we're in the world, but we're not a part of the world. I guess that's a, the, the analogy I'm chasing after there. I, I, I apologize if I didn't set it up right, but I hope, I hope we got to the same conclusion. <laughs> All right, the next... Um, so a good encouragement for you, I, I enjoy listening to uh, one or two pastors uh, throughout the week who they, they have radio and um, radio programs and sermons, and, and that was some of the resources I, I sent out to you was just a few snippets of places to go to listen to other pastors talk and give sermons and, and radio programs. That is, it's just a daily encouragement uh, of more of studying God's word. Like for example, John, right now John MacArthur is going through the Christian government and our role, so this is very encouraging. And should should Christians pay their taxes? So it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's always been an encouragement to me to just get get that nurturing in in uh, throughout the week as well, uh, to include Sunday. But and, all right, next let's look at read it and study it. So does anyone have a a favorite Bible translation that they kind of go to? I know uh, Josh kind of made a joke about being a true Baptist and reading from the ESV. Does anyone know what ESV stands for? Oh, I thought it was the elect standard Bible. <laughs> I, I use the HCSB, which is a hardcore Christian standard Bible. <laughs> but <laughs> say those in joking, but we all kind of have uh, Bible translations that, that, are, that are a little easier, that, that we enjoy reading. And uh, we know, like, for example, John MacArthur's church, he uses the NASB. And, but there's also some translations out there that really are questionable. Uh, has anyone heard about the voice or the message Bible? Yeah, uh, the voice is another one, and it's, it, I mean, it, it strips the, the, the power of God's word out, and it just, it puts us in the, and it's this poetry, it's poet, yeah, it's just really weird. It's some gobbledygook in it, in my opinion. Um, but if you don't believe me, take a look. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's, so it's good. Uh, so really the main point is you want to make sure the Bible translation you're, you're working through is, is a good one. It's a, it's a, it's it's been done correctly. The translation is tries to stick close to the original text as much as possible, using other manuscripts. 
So we knew that the SV was done very regular, rigorously uh, with several, you know, big agencies and a lot of individuals came together and, and worked on that. So that's, that's always an encouragement there. All right, and next is to study it. Uh, does anyone have a good study plan for, that they would like to share that they, that they use to study God's word? Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's, a, that's fair. Absolutely. Has anyone um, kind of just just uh, decided to do that? Just really dig into a verse and just grabbed a you know like a Vines or a Strong's and just really gotten into what the words mean and, and what the Greek and what the root words were. Has anyone ever challenged themselves and done that before? I mean, I haven't. And my head about folded in on me. I was like, whoa! <laughs> and I was like, wow! And, but it's but it's just a reminder that God's word is. I mean, it's like, as Greg mentioned last Sunday, it's living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's there to penetrate deep into our soul. And, and, and it's what, what an incredible thing we get to see is just how God's word is crafted. And it's there for us to just just pull it apart and just really just dwell on it. And, and, we'll get, and, and that's what it means, memorize it, meditate on it. So studying it gives us those opportunities. Um, what, what, do you remember what the recommendation was for memorizing God's word? Or just even reading God's word as a as a start. You guys remember what what it recommended? So usually they recommend just reading, yeah, two chapters each day, or reading one book of the Bible for the whole month. You just uh, they they mentioned Ephesians because it's uh, six easy chapters. And you just sit down and you read it in one day, and then next day you read Ephesians again and read it again for a whole month straight. So the the idea behind that is the more you read it, and it's just it starts to ingrain the words into you and then you can then you start memorizing it and then you can meditate on it you're like okay what does it mean to put on the armor of god what does it mean to put on the breastplate of righteousness what does that mean you know and just the other things that ephesians has for us uh to unfold um so yeah absolutely it's so i so the question to you for me from the book to you uh why is memorizing the word of god so important i know i've kind of given a few examples but i'd like to hear I'd like to hear your, your thoughts on that. Why, why is it so important?
Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's good to good to keep it. Um, so, so what are anyone else have some other other uh, other feedback on why it why it's important? Tina, go for it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you two are on the same train of thought there. But yeah, no, absolutely, excellent. Yeah, it's good encouragement. Anyone else? I think you were going to say something. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're all in agreement. Thank you. Yeah, seeing a lot of head nods. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Very good. All right. Uh, so another question for you: Would you be able to share the gospel message with others? And if so, um, what uh, what um, what what would they need to know? If you're going to share the gospel, we'll, we'll use your neighbor as an example. How would you use God's word to share the gospel message with them? Um, I have a quick question. What is what? What do you mean by Catholic guilt? Because for some of us who may not have come from that background, I'm I'm just curious. What does that mean? Yes. 
and you and Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, the, the freeing word of God, right? Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Wow. But, I mean, I can understand that, too. We're, we're, we're still in broken bodies, so we have a flesh that still is working against us. So, yeah, I can understand where you get that guilt. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's just uh, that's it's good. Uh, good. To, good to hear that. That's, that's encouraging. All right. Okay. So, so, but but the main takeaway is is you know when we're sharing the gospel message with our with our neighbors or with a coworker, it's good to have the gospel message verses memorized, right? And you could just you can just you can kind of just roll through them one after the other because it gives you the ability to rest in your, in your, the, the strength of knowing those verses are with you and you can, and it's, you know, and you know, kind of like when you're a salesman is not really like, if, like when we're, I don't want to think, I want to give a bad example here, but kind of, go ahead, David. Okay. So, I mean, so kind of like when we know a salesman's coming to present us with something, he's not, he's not referencing the, uh, the manual for whatever it is he sells. If it's vacuum cleaner, for example, uh, he's not referencing the vacuum cleaner manual as he's trying to sell us the product, correct? He's, he knows the manual, so he can tell us everything there is to know about the vacuum without, without having to look. So it's good for us. So I guess what I'm saying is it's encouragement in the, same, in the same approach is we want to have key gospel verses memorized. So when it comes time to share the gospel and give a defense for the hope that is within us, we're ready. And we're ready to, because we've studied we've studied God's manual to us and it's uh you know like Ray, I think I want to say I think it's Ray Comfort and he says like you know the Bible uh, excuse me the world was given to us and it came with a with an operator's manual boom here it is God's word <laughs> so but granted but it was re- revealed to to all of mankind over time and it's well I mean what a great time that we're in that we, we get the whole canon of scripture right here in our hands um you know I mean sometimes I think back when I'm reading about the Israelites like you know what I wonder what they were um wrestling with during that time you know, I mean, to, to spend 40 years in the desert and not have your shoes wear out. I mean, I mean, like logistics is just incredible. And God's like, no problem. Got it. Give you food, shoes, your clothes not worn out. I mean, and then he's like, just to prove he was God, he took them into the desert to say, look, I, I control these things. And it's just, it's what, what an encouragement to just kind of sit back and kind of marvel at that. All right. The last thing we'll look at is meditate on it. So let's read Psalm chapter 1, 1 through 3. And we, we, we did kind of touch on that earlier when we were talking about when we rolled through each one. But let, let's, look at, let's look at God's word in Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Would someone like to read that for us? Yeah, Psalm, Psalm chapter 1, 1 through 3. Absolutely. 
What an encouragement. There's God's word right there reminding us to meditate on his word. And this is the result. It gives us a if, if, if. It's an if then. If you do this, then this. And it, it's, it's an if then. So it's just a logical form, uh, a logical process right there. Uh, I'm going to jump over to Joshua quickly. Uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. And going, going through Awana, my wife, she has a lot of these verses memorized. So it's kind of, I'll, I'll mention like, oh, i got to look up Joshua 1, 8, and she'll just, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> she'll spout it off. But it's such an encouragement. Joshua 1, chapter 1, verse 8 says this, this book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to recite it day and night so that you may clearly observe everything written in it. For when you prepare and succeed, for, for then, excuse me, I apologize, for then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. And so, so what does it mean, the book of instruction? What, what is that? Yes, the Bible, God's word, absolutely. What an encouragement. All right, uh, so here's a, here's a question for you. What does it mean to meditate on scripture? So we talked about what is it, why is it important to memorize scripture? So what does it mean to meditate on scripture? Absolutely. Absolutely. So usually when I think of meditate, I always think of marinating. Because um, I, I like to eat, I like to eat meat. <laughs> and meat marinated tastes really good. And so we, we I mean, so I, think, I think we can all kind of uh, associate with that, with that analogy is when we let something marinate, the, the true flavors that we marinated it in find its way deep into the meat that we get to, later we get to cook up and enjoy. And so isn't that incredible is it's the same way. We, the more we marinate or meditate on God's word, the deeper it just penetrates into our soul, our, our spirit, our mind. Because remember what God says when he, when he talked about, when he confronted the Pharisees? Like he knew their hearts. He knew their minds. He knew what was going on inside them. Before they even spoke, you know, um, he, he perceived what they were doing in their hearts and he reminds us you know you know you know love the lord with all love the lord the god with all your heart your soul your mind your strength but also he touched on all your heart so what does that mean for us is how are we doing that when it comes to god's word is god's word laying captive those those struggles that we're we're working through each and every day john owen said you know um now that's a longer quote, but the but the main crux of it is, you know, be putting sin to death, or it will be what, putting you to death, and it's just a strong reminder for us that that sin is warring against us. We have our flesh, we have the world, and at times, you know, we might face the the flaming arrows of the actual of, of Satan himself. But but uh, I think uh, I heard a darn it, I can't remember the pastor, but he said, you know, like some of us think we're we're up against Satan sometimes. He's like. Um, he's like, most of the time you're wrestling with the world in your flesh. <laughs> uh, because, because it's, because we, I mean, I, I, I can attest to that. Uh, my flesh sometimes overcomes me and I'm just like, oh no, I thought I was stronger, but nope. <laughs> I, I am slayed. So it's, it's, but it's good to return to God's word, to meditate on his word, to push against those, 
those deep hooks. We know that uh, Paul talked about a thorn in the flesh. We, he never really talks about what that was, but I think we can all kind of associate that, yes, I too have a struggle, a, a sin that really gets me more than the others. And so that's just a reminder that to equip ourselves with God's word is to, is to push against those things. All right, so, and remember, like, uh, another... Another idea that comes to mind, too, is talk about meditation. We see these, uh, you know, yoga really has come into popularity recently and talks about that the Eastern mysticism side or the Eastern uh, practice of meditating and emptying your mind, becoming one with the universe. And that's not, this, that's not the meditation that we sort of show, associate with when it comes to talking about Scripture. Because as you said before, like, Scripture is very meaty sometimes, and sometimes it's hard to understand and so that's that's the time for us to just kind of slow down and meditate and like okay so that means we're just we're diving deeper into the word of god we're taking those words apart all right what does this word mean why is it used in this context but yet it was used differently in this context so and it's always key always uh when we have an opportunity to to uh work through a sunday school lesson uh we always use the three c's does anyone know what the three c's of working through a sunday through through god's word at least I don't know Josh is smiling because I've said it before, but does anyone know what the three C's are? It's context, context, context. <laughs> so, but yeah, this is mainly it. You know, um, has anyone seen the mug? Um, what is it? Uh, Reformed Sage. They got this mug that says, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. <laughs> because, if, I mean, if we truly read, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and then you read the before and after, you're like, is that what we... Like, this is talking about persecution. This is talking about, like... <laughs> You're losing everything, but you're saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and that's through persecution. It's, so it's, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. So it's always, we always kind of, I want to encourage us to always remember the three C's. <laughs> all right. So we'll get to the next part, uh, the, the Bible study process. And this is going to wrap us up. So, of course, you know, step one, we want to prepare. Uh, so we want to emphasize a need to confess our sins in any prayer before approaching the Word of God. Uh, that's why I always enjoy, you know, praying. It just really centers us and really kind of centers us on what we're what we're getting ready to do. So it's good. I mean, I uh, I try to remind myself during the day to pray because sometimes I, I get like I have certain points in the day that I do pray, and sometimes that's the only time I do pray. And it's like, man, what? Wow! Like I'm just it's like it's like not talking to my wife only twice a day. So, and then we're reminded to constantly pray without ceasing because God wants to hear from us. Yes, he knows who we are. And he, he knows every hair on our head, but he wants to hear from us. Uh, and, and that's just such an encouragement there. So we want to make sure that we are, we are, we are you know, preparing our hearts. We're, you know, we read God's word and we want to approach God's word. So how, how should we approach God's word? How should we approach it? I'm sorry? Humbly, yes, absolutely. I'm sorry? Diligently, yes. Sounds like we're uh, um, kind of being a gardener in a sense in that word. And then humility is just, you know, like, like you said, you're just coming to it like, all right, I do not know everything that I am about to run uh, to work through. So that's very good. Uh, observation, you know, based on the information that, that you guys worked through from the lesson, we want to we want to we want to observe things in Scripture. We want to emphasize, you know. I want to emphasize the need to kind of ask questions about God's word. Like, all right, what, what's going on in here? What's being said? What's being communicated? What's the context? Uh, uh, but, you know, we want to kind of you know, really work through those things, ask those questions. Next, we want to make sure our interpretation is being done correctly. So um, how, how important is it to find other parts, other passages of Scripture that helps, helps you work through? Like, like so say, for example, when we're working through Second Timothy, 
like we did last week. You know, I hit, we, you know, we hit like four, like four different verses of the Bible, but it all, but they all had a common thread, right? So it, is that important to, to bring in other portions of scripture? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so why have believers always said that the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible itself? Has anyone heard that before? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so a quick common question that we sometimes hear when it comes to just working through the interpretation of studying God's word is, why is the Bible sometimes hard to understand, even for Christians? Has, has, anyone, has anyone kind of heard that or kind of read some articles or feedback on why? You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Uh, has anyone, um, so I've heard it said that the gospel of Christ is easy to understand that a, that a child can understand it and, under, and, and fully comprehend what that means for them in the sense of, okay, Jesus died on the cross for me to save me from my sins, and he raised on the third day. And if I believe in him, I'm, I'm saved from, a, from eternal separation from him. Yet it can confound the deepest, uh, the most well-renowned renowned scholars. I mean, I'm sure R.C. Sproul wrestled with the depths of the gospel, and yet, so it's just... The, you know, the gospel itself is yet it's easy enough, but yet it's deep enough that it, that it can be wrestled with for a long time. And so, you know, there's other, you know, in the study of what it means to trust and believe in God, there's other, other avenues that get flushed out, predestination, election. Like, what, is, what does that mean, you know? Uh, so, like, as, so like I said before, uh, hermeneutics is just, it's, what, so what that means is, like, so I kind of hit these steps, and really what it is, hermeneutics is just, it's just following rules to study a serious topic or a serious subject. So if you're diving in deep into God's word, using hermeneutics, is, is, it allows the text to speak rather than reading into the text what we think or feel. So really what we're, we're reading the words, what it says, okay, that's what it says. We're not like, well, I feel like what Joshua was really trying to say in chapter 1, verse 8, is like it's some other book. You know, I mean, so it's not us bringing our own interpretations. Anyone, has anyone heard the term narcissistic eisegesis? Narcissistic, so we, we know a narcissistic, it's, it's inward. Iso, Jesus, is to make a Jesus for yourself out of, out of, out of the Bible. And it's, it's a self-serving Jesus for your, your narcissistic, your, your, your inner view. Narcissistic eisegesis. So it's kind of... Um, this also kind of ties into the therapeutic deism that that, that uh, unfortunately runs in some of the seeker-sensitive churches, where they kind of package a gospel that is friendly and doesn't really go after the heart of the issue is sin, and and they kind of it's it's easily done in the Joel Osteen type. You know, he sometimes he sounds like he's just a fortune cookie machine. Just like wait, what? <laughs> So it's just so it's so it's um, so it's kind of you know using the correct set of rules when we go, come to God's word. So that's what we saw in section three is using those kind of like Greg said, like whoa, I I don't I have not done this kind of study with God's word, just breaking it apart. And that's what and that's what John MacArthur is. That's what the study is helping us do is is get deep into God's word and just start pulling God's word apart and just all right, what is what is going on here? Getting that context, getting the, the the setting of it, you know, and we we know Greg, he does that real well. He he really sets the stage, like you know, he did that last Sunday where he talked about Thyatira, right? Or is 
that where we're at right now, the church. Right. So yeah, he really got into like the setting that Thyatira was in. So that was that was really interesting to know and understand. Like, okay, this is what was taking place during that time, and that's what this, excuse me, that's what that letter to the church was addressing. All right. And then lastly, it's always that application, right? When we learn something new, I mean, I know, uh, so for example, Ben, he talks about he's in, he's in uh, asphalt. That's what it is. So I'm sure he learns new techniques. And he, so he sits in a classroom, learns these things, but that's great. But then what does he have to do? You have to, you have to apply them. You have to actually put them into practice. And that's what, and that's what we're encouraged to do. So we want to make sure we prepare ourselves. We are correctly observing what's going right, uh, going on. We can write down questions we have about God's word. There's the interpretation. And then there's also the application. All right, and then lastly, the last step, uh, step five, is repetition. So in part, um, so, so part of reading God's word is also just, just going through it again and again. I, um, I can say with humility, I have not read the Bible in its entirety, like from Genesis to Revelation. I have not been able to do that. But I know that there are some Christians that are like, oh, yeah, I've gone through it like three or four times. It's like, whoa. But yet... That, um, but yeah, it's not, it's not something that should feel intimidating to us. We, um, what was it? I think, was it in John MacArthur's study? I said if you read um, just the New Testament, you could read it in like, what, 19 weeks? Like you just, just, you just work through it? Yeah. You just, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, yeah, like, like, you, like you said, yeah, two chapters a day, boom. Um, 19 weeks, so that's, that's five months, right? Five months. And that's, that's the New Testament right there. So what? So that's, that's good. That's what, that's what we want to encourage you. So so you know, remember we want to we want to constantly be working through God's word, studying God's word. I, to be honest, like there are times I've looked at God's word, and then a few years down the road, I've read the same passage, and I get it. They get something new out of it. I'm like, whoa, why didn't I see that before? Like it was right there, but yet, but at that time, I was not, I was not reading maybe for that. So that's an encouragement there. All right, so study exercise, our last part here, uh, and I think that's what Greg was referring to, is uh, what were some of your observations? Did you have any takeaways uh, from that portion in, chapter, in, in section four? Do you have any takeaways from that that you wanted to share with the class? And this was that, uh, that table where you had observation, interpretive questions, and then interpretations. Anyone have any 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 other takeaways? I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna leave it open. Is there any application? No. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just wrap it up here. Uh, so, looking at application section five. Uh, so, and there's some final exhortation. Uh, really, it's just uh, you know hearing. So, like, like it says, you're just looking at section five. Uh, after 168 hours in your week, is that being invested well? And yeah, this was a hard, this is a tough question for me to wrestle with. Um, you know, our phones now tell us how much time we're spending on it. I don't like to get the notification like, hey, you've got five minutes left. <laughs> oh, I set a three hour limit and I've already, oh, oh boy. So that's a reminder like, hello. So yes, so, so yeah, uh, unfortunately, I know I could probably put a few zeros in my present program uh, for that table that we see there. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that with, with any pride. So I know I need to adjust. I need to adjust that time to be not zero, but more in tune with studying God's word. And I need, yes, I'm hearing God's word, 
but I'm not reading it, or I'm not studying it, and I'm not memorizing it as much as I should. So I, um, so that that's something I need to work on for sure. And um, you know, I, I want to be more diligent with trying to encourage you all and encourage me. Uh, I think the toughest question I would get on a Sunday from you is, hey, what did you memorize this week? Or, hey, what are you reading this week in God's Word? Uh, Josh has uh, mentioned that as well, and I think that's a good thing for us to do to encourage one another. Uh, it's just kind of, uh, you know, kind of like we uh, get those little warning lights on our dash when something's going wrong in our engine. This is a good time for us to kind of check in with one another because, I mean, how often can we, can we miss some uh, pretty... Um, you know, how, how often can we miss one another sometimes on Sunday? And we just, it's a good time just to connect, plug in with one another. Um, I know my coworkers certainly aren't going to be asking me any of that. So, because <laughs> um, unfortunately they're, they're, uh, they're unsaved and I'm doing my best to find time to plug those in. But um, unfortunately I've been told pretty explicitly up front, no apostolizing, we don't have room for that. In the Air Force, and they're 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 pretty uh they're pretty pretty straightforward about that. Um, okay, any other final takeaways? Any other observations? Anything that you would like to share before we wrap this up? All right, nothing heard. Okay, all right. I will close this in prayer, and then we will pursue the rest of our week, and we'll see each other on Sunday. Yes, Greg. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So, yes, be ready for that. We'll be looking at the attributes of God. Am I looking? Make sure I'm. Yes, God, his character and attributes. It's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. All right, let us let us close in prayer. Father God, thank you again to look at your word closely and actually to meditate on the question of what it means to know your word. I pray, Lord, that this was. This is certainly a convicting study for me to reflect on my lack in certain areas of how I'm not memorizing your word, but I just want to encourage our fellow brothers and sisters here that we want to be diligent and we want to present ourselves approved to you. We want to be a worker who does not need to be ashamed. and We want to correctly teach the word of truth. And we want to avoid inerrant and empty speech, Lord. I pray that we would be encouraged there. And we want to produce an even greater measure of godliness. And I pray, Father, that we just will continue to immerse ourselves in your word. We will meditate on it. We will memorize it. And we will let that word be the outflow from our heart. Thank you, Father, for this lesson. Thank you for the study. We just pray for Trey next week. As he, we know he's preparing for this lesson, we just, we just pray that we can encourage him. And we look forward to to his teaching next week, Father. In your name we pray.